Regeneration is not for you to go to heaven. Regeneration is for the increase of Christ. Regeneration is for the producing of the bride. Welcome to Life Study, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Life Study is a study of the Bible emphasizing life. Jesus said in John 6:63, "The words I have spoken to you are spirit and are life." Life Study is the fruit of over 70 years of ministry by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Watchman Nee began this ministry in China in the 1920s and continued it until his imprisonment and eventual martyrdom. Witness Lee brought this ministry to the United States in 1962. Last week, Witness Lee opened up the case of the good and moral man Nicodemus, and his desperate need of regeneration—that is, the receiving of the divine life of God to fulfill His purpose. Today, we come to another portion of John chapter three, giving us a clear view of one of the Bible's most intriguing passages, dealing with the increase of Christ and the immeasurable Christ. After Witness Lee speaks, we will fellowship concerning today's word and announce our toll-free number, through which you may obtain a free copy of today's message. And now, here's Witness Lee. God's eternal purpose was that man would be just a vessel, including the human life, our human life with our human being. Is just a vessel to contain the divine life. The divine life is God's goal, and the divine life is God Himself. His goal is that we, as a human being with the human life, have to receive the divine life into our being as our real life. This is the real meaning of regeneration. I would say again, even Adam in the Garden Eden before his fall, he still needed to be regenerated, to be born again, that he may have another life, the life of God, the divine life. So, please. Be clear that to be regenerated is to have the divine life, which is God Himself. Nearly all the real Christians do know that John three reveals the matter of rebirth, but. Most of the Christians only have John chapter three, with about sixteen or eighteen verses, and I do believe, probably before tonight, even early in the morning today, your John three is still just sixteen verses. Up to God, so loved the world. That's all. 
Tonight, would you please tell me how many verses your junk tree has? How many verses do you have in your junk tree? Chapter 3 is a chapter of regeneration for the increase of Christ. Nearly all Christians got to know regeneration in John chapter 3. But very few see that every regenerated person should be a part of the increase of Christ, which is his bride. Regeneration is for the increase of Christ. Regeneration is for the producing of the bride. Regeneration is not for you to go to heaven. Regeneration is for you to be a part of the bride of Christ. Regeneration is for the increase. Have you been regenerated? You say yes. For what purpose? For what purpose? Just for you to to be saved? For you to have the eternal life? For you to go to heaven? For what? For you to be built up into the bride. And the bride is the increase of Christ. My. Praise the Lord. Not only so. In regeneration, I tell you, we all have been germinated. Germinated with what? Germinated with the divine life. And now, since we have been germinated with the divine life, we all are what? Part of the bride. John is a book for what? For the increase of Christ. Christ, as the bridegroom, needs a bride. And he came for this. Christ came for the bride. Christ came for his increase. By what way he could get his increase? By (laughs) entering into you and me. Making all of us a part of him. And tonight we are all part of Christ. As part of Christ, composed together, I tell you, we are the bride of Christ. We are the increase. Let him increase. Let all of us decrease. Let the following all go to him. I tell you, if today all the Christian preachers, all the Christian leaders would say, Lord, let my following be yours. There'd be no problem. Now, after this, John chapter 3, 
has a few verses which bothered all the translators of the Bible. You know, so many translators of the Bible just don't know where to put these verses. Verses 31 through 36. They don't know where to put them. Because to their understanding, these few verses shouldn't be here. Up to verse 30, it says, Christ must increase. We all must decrease. Why? Because Christ is all-inclusive. Christ is unlimited. These few, few verses unfold to us an unlimited Christ. He was a little Jesus. He was born in a manger. He was raised up in Nazareth. And he grew up in a carpenter's home. He was poor. He didn't have any beauty. He didn't have any attraction. He was so limited, so little. But I tell you, actually, he is above all. He is above all. He is all-inclusive. He is higher than the heavens. He is broader than the universe. He is everything. And everything is for him. Verse 31 says, He who comes from above is above. He who is of the earth and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. This revealed to us that Christ in whom we believe is unlimited, is immeasurable. He is above all. Not only so. Here it says in verse 34, For he whom God has sent speaks the word of God. For he gives the Spirit not by measure. These are two things. You see, the Lord Jesus, he ministers the word of God to God's people. Number one. Number two, he gives a spirit to God's people without measure. Some versions render in the wrong way, saying God the Father gives spirit to the Son without any measure. That is a wrong rendering. Compared with the best manuscript, it means that the Son gives spirit to God's people without measure. You know the Lord Jesus ministered two things to us. Number one, the living word, Rima. Number two, the imaginable spirit. 
I tell you, today it is the same thing. What we need is just these two things, the living word and the spirit. We speak the word, but don't consider that we minister the word. We speak, but he ministers. He ministers his rich word in our speaking. Hallelujah. He is the divine speaker. And he is also the divine dispenser. He dispenses the rich word and the living spirit. Today, he is the one. He is the one that ministers the living word to nourish all his members. And he is the one that dispenses all the spirit into all his members that his members may function in a full way. The nails can do this. So what? So he is the all-inclusive spirit. He is the all-inclusive Christ. He is unlimited. Nothing else you should consider as a sign. These two things are the signs of the Lord's presence. The living and rich word, the living and anointing spirit. If we meet here without the riches of the word, without the livingness of the spirit, Yet we say that we meet in the name of the Lord. I tell you, we say nothing. We say in vanity because there's no confirmation, no reality backing what we say. Where is the Lord? The signs should be this. Where the rich word is, where the living spirit is, there is the Lord. Hallelujah, we are the regenerated people. Amen. Hallelujah, we are regenerated for his increase. Amen. And hallelujah, his increase is for the all-inclusive Christ. Amen. Isn't this good? Amen. Don't forget, chapter 3 has mainly three points. Regeneration, the increase, which is the bride of Christ, and the all-inclusive Christ. That was Witness Lee speaking from John chapter 3 concerning the increase of Christ and the immeasurable Christ. If you would like a copy of today's Life Study message, please call us toll-free at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Joining us today is Ed Marks, who has been an editor with Living Stream Ministry for over 11 years. Ed, Good to have you here again. I'm very thankful to be here again, especially to get into John chapter 3, which is one of the most marvelous chapters in the Bible. Ed, could you say more about the meaning of regeneration? Yes, regeneration is to have the divine, eternal, uncreated life of God in addition to our human, natural life. In the Greek language, there are three words for life. The first word is bios. This word refers to our physical life. 
and this is where we get the word biology from. Then we also have the Greek word suke. This refers to the life of the soul. The leading part of the soul is the mind, and this is where we get the study called psychology, the study of the soul or the study of the mind. But there's another wonderful Greek word for life, and this word is zoe, Z-O-E. Uh, there's no class in any university on this earth that deals with zoe. But praise the Lord on this radio program, this is what we're talking about. And this word zoe is the Greek word for the divine uncreated life of God. When God became a man, and this man's name was Jesus, he said, I came that you might have zoe. We already have bios and suke. We have a physical life. We have a psychological life. But what man needs is zoe. So regeneration, to be born again, is to be born with the life of God, with zoe. When we're born the first time, we have bios and suke. But the reason why we're born the first time is so that we can be born a second time to receive Christ as zoe, the divine, eternal, uncreated life of God. This is the meaning of regeneration. Ed, could you say more about the purpose of regeneration? Yes, according to John chapter 3, the purpose of regeneration is to make us the increase of Christ. And the increase of Christ is the bride of Christ. Uh, not many people realize this. When you look at John chapter 3, the Lord told Nicodemus, who was a good man, a moral man, that he needed to be born anew. He needed to be born again. Even though he was good, even though he was moral, he did not have Christ as his divine life indwelling him. So no matter how good and moral a person is, he needs to receive Christ as his life. Well, what's the purpose of this? When we go on in John chapter 3, especially when we come to verses 29 and 30, John the Baptist tells us, He who has the bride is the bridegroom. This is Christ. Christ is the bridegroom. He's the one who has the bride. And John the Baptist is the friend of the bridegroom who rejoices with joy when he hears the voice of the bridegroom. Then in verse 30, John the Baptist says, He must increase, but I must decrease. When you put these two verses together, what you realize is that the increase of Christ is the bride of Christ. When someone gets married, his wife becomes his increase. So Christ must increase, and everyone else and everything else must decrease. Eventually, when someone is regenerated and receives the life of God, he becomes a part of Christ. We say this because when we receive Christ as our life, we become members of the body of Christ, just like my members of my physical body are parts of me. We, as members of the body of Christ, who have the life of Christ, we are the parts of Christ, and the body of Christ becomes the bride of Christ. So this is the purpose of regeneration. The purpose of regeneration is to make us the increase of Christ 
which is the bride of Christ. What did John the Baptist mean when he said, he must increase, but I must decrease? Many Christians, when they hear this verse or this statement from John the Baptist, they have a tendency, and when I say they, I also include myself in the past, we have a tendency to take this verse out of context. What this verse means, again, is that Christ must increase. Actually, even today, we can say that our Christ is the increasing Christ. Christ is the head. He's the Lord of all. But this wonderful Christ, who is the head of the body, also has a body, and this body is his increase. Not only that, his body is his bride, his wife. The bride of a man, the wife of a man, is that man's increase. We have a marvelous type of this with Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 1. We know from Romans 5, Adam is a type of Christ. And to take that further, Eve is a type of the church. When Eve came out of Adam's side, she was built with a rib out of Adam's side. And and she was built by God. She was presented to Adam. She became the increase of Adam. It's so interesting when you read Genesis 5, verse 2, God says in that verse that in the day that he created Adam and Eve, he called their name Adam. So who is Adam and Eve? Adam and Eve are Adam. Who are Christ and the church? Christ and the church are Christ. Actually, we can say, and I say this reverently, that the church is Mrs. Christ. The church is Christ. When you come to Ephesians 5, Ephesians 5 tells us clearly that the church is the wife of Christ. And Ephesians 5 says, he who loves his wife loves himself. When Christ is loving the church as his wife, he is loving himself. Because as his wife, as his bride, the church is his increase and the church is his wife. And the whole Bible unveils that the relationship between God in Christ with his people is a divine universal romance. Uh, In Isaiah 54 verse 5, God declares, your maker is your husband. And in the Gospels, we see that Christ is the bridegroom, his believers are the bride. Paul tells us that his job, his career, was to betroth the believers to Christ as their husband. Eventually, the Bible concludes with the New Jerusalem, and the New Jerusalem is the bride, the wife of Christ, the increase of Christ, and this increase of Christ is the enlargement of Christ. So again, This is what this statement means. Christ must increase. And as people are being regenerated, he is the increasing Christ. But but in our work for Christ, we need to realize he must increase. And all the leaders of Christ, all the workers of Christ, they must decrease. We don't want to attract people to ourselves. In everything that we do, in all our work, we want people to be captivated by Christ, betrothed to Christ, to become the bride of Christ, who is the increase of Christ. 
Why does John chapter 3 say that the Christ into whom we believe is immeasurable? Well, at the end of John chapter 3 in verses 31 through 36, these verses tell us that Christ who came from above is above all. What this word all means and what it refers to is all persons. Christ is above all persons. Then, if you look at verse 35, this says the Father loves the Son and has given all into his hand. The Christ in whom we believe is the Lord of all. He's the Lord of all persons, all situations. He's the Lord of all the rulers of the kings of the earth. And he is the Lord of all the believers. And he possesses all the believers. Uh, As the immeasurable Christ, he has unsearchable riches. Ephesians 3.8 speaks to us of the unsearchable riches of Christ. So as the immeasurable Christ, he is unsearchably rich. When he comes into us, we become divine billionaires because we have the unsearchable riches of Christ indwelling us. Not only is he unsearchably rich in his all-inclusiveness, he is also all-extensive. He fills the whole universe. So Ephesians 1 tells us that the body of Christ is the fullness of Christ as the one who fills all in all. So Christ, as the immeasurable one, he fills the entire universe, and he needs a great universal body, a great universal bride, to match him as the one who fills the entire universe. Ephesians 4 also tells us that Christ traveled throughout the universe. He descended to the earth. Then in his death, he descended to Hades. Then he resurrected from Hades to the earth. Then he further ascended to the heavens that he might fill all things. So he, number one, he is unsearchably rich. Number two, He is universally extensive, so he is the immeasurable Christ as our bridegroom, and we are the bride of the immeasurable Christ. Thank you, Ed. In addition to this, John 3.34 says a marvelous statement. It says, He whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for he gives the Spirit not by measure, This word, not by measure, shows that he is the immeasurable Christ. Firstly, he speaks the living words of God to nourish all of us. And our prayer with this radio broadcast, whoever is listening right now, that they would receive the living word of the immeasurable Christ to be nourished with him in his unsearchable riches. Not only does he speak the living word of God, But he also gives the immeasurable spirit. He dispenses the living, immeasurable spirit into all his seekers so that they can become the living members of the body of Christ to function as his members in a full way for the building up of the body of Christ. So, with Christ, we have the rich word and the living spirit. Wherever the rich word and the living spirit are, This is where the immeasurable Christ is in his marvelous presence. And as we're seeking him, we need to seek him in the place where there is the rich word and the living spirit. 
because wherever those two items are, that's where the immeasurable Christ is. If you would like a free copy of today's Life Study message and a gift copy of the Stream magazine, call us toll-free at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Or write us at Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. In addition, books by Witness Lee can be obtained through your local Christian bookstore. Our number again is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. Join us again next week and every week for another Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. Thank you for listening.